I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. You heard it. I'm RJ live coast to coast, 6 o'clock Eastern, 3 o'clock here in Vegas. What a day on Tuesday. This is March Madness. It's the madness. And listen, I love Colin Cowherd. He's one of my favorites. He's a personal friend. I mean, we've got a business relationship as in, you know, I go on his show with his podcast and everything. And Jonas hates him. I, I mean, hate strong. They, they have a ton Dead of competition. But I just can't imagine talking anything but March Madness today. I mean, LeBron, I get it. I mean, that kind of commitment to you want to talk Lakers, you want to talk um, Cowboys, you want to talk. I get all the studies. They're, I don't give a care. We're talking sports betting today. One exception. Let's admit, we'll have one exception. This Mike Trout thing's big enough. We'll need to talk about that. Speaking of an exception, in studio, on senior day, 
I mean, they're asking right now down at the Fiesta Buffet, where's the Fezzik party? Steve Fezzik in the house. It's that important. Brad Powers, all the college knowledge. Sports bettors listen for the money. Sports fans listen to no more than their buddies. My personal promise, we will deliver the Vegas truth to you. But we talked about Jonas. He's our Joe, Jonas Knox. Always good to be here, RJ. And yes, we start with Major League Baseball. News came out earlier today, and reports are saying that Mike Trout, the two-time MVP of the LA Angels, is agreeing to a 12-year, $430 million contract extension to stay with the Halos. So, RJ, what does Vegas make of the massive contract for Mike Trout? Well, I, if it was under four hundred million, it probably wouldn't have warranted mention. But over four hundred, Fez, you've got a thought on this. I mean, it sounds kind of crazy, but you think value? It was a value play for the Angels. Absolutely. So all that money they're paying Mike Trout thirty six million a year, but Mike Trout the last five years wins after replacement. He has been worth nine wins. We're talking about a two-time MVP, a four-time MVP runner-up. So single-handedly, he's going to get you nine extra wins. Well, how does that stack up to uh, Harper? No, this is over how many years? Last five years. All right, so we're saying five years he's given him 45 extra wins. Exactly, and remarkably consistent. Every year, RJ, at least 6.7 wins, all right? Okay, so you're confusing the matter. But on average, nine Nine extra wins. 45 over... Those five years. Go exactly. ahead. Exactly. Let's compare and contrast to Harper. So Harper's getting a little less money. He's only making $25 million a year. Are they comparable players? Well, they haven't been. Harper, on average, has only been worth a little less than four wins per year. So Trout, twice as valuable in terms of wins the last five years. Now, very interesting. I love that you have numbers to back it up, Steve Fezzik. What do we project out? I mean, Trout's age, Harper's age, any advantages there? How banged up are they? Their style of play? If we're projecting out the length of these contracts, who gets old first? Well, Trout's one year older. He does play with reckless abandon. So you have to be a little bit concerned when he's crashing into walls and the like. But I think that he'll go ahead and temper that. I don't see any long-term real concerns about Trout not playing well, well into his 30s. Here's the thing about Fezzik. A lot of people can't say 400 and some million is a bargain, but with Fezzik, I'm already a multi-millionaire. So, I mean, this is just, <laughs> this is his normal kind of day-to-day. Any thoughts, Brad Powers? No. All right. I got a fun number for you here, because we're doing everything around the perfect brackets. <laughs> no. All right. 9.2 quintillion possible brackets, right? So, let's say we went up to, let's say we had Fezzik, right? He's looking, Fezzik's looking to hustle. <laughs> and he walks up to him and says, hey, Trout, I got an idea for you. I'm going to give you a bracket for a penny. A penny a bracket I'm going to charge you. If Trout spent all 400 plus million, they prepaid him. Fezzik has trucks driving away with all the money. And Trout has all of the brackets that he was able to get. The hundreds and hundreds of millions. And remember, only a penny each. To have all possible brackets, you know how many Mike Trouts you would need? 210 million. <laughs> Imagine there's 210 million Mike Trouts. They each have over $400 million to spend. 
They're getting a bracket per penny, and that's what it takes. Almost a whole United States full of Mike Trout's. There's that many possible brackets. You're not going to have a perfect bracket. Well, RJ, you mentioned the NCAA brackets. In the NCAA tournament, the play-in games do tip off later on, and we will talk about that here on Straight Out of Vegas. But the big team, the favorite team, the team of the tournament, number one overall is Duke. So the simple question is for the guys in Vegas, how good is Duke? Well, they're certainly the best team in the country right now. But, boy, if you look at Brad Powers, he has all the college knowledge. A lot of people call him Mr. Papa Giorgio. Welcome to Mirage, Mr. Papa Giorgio. Now, you might say why. Because when Brad initially hit town from the farm, he had a little extra strut. That little strut like, hey, I'm bigger than, than maybe. I think I'm bigger than I am. Now, it's been two and a half years. Do you feel like that that's gone down a little bit, Brad? Or oh, you, yeah. You think Absolutely. so? In some ways, yes. In other ways, no. The ego's still there. <laughs> Now, your power ratings, in my opinion, I think in most opinions, most respected in Vegas, if Duke played Gonzaga, your number two team, on a neutral court, what's the line? Yeah, I only have Duke about a half point better than Gonzaga. And I think that's about two points lower than the rest of the market. All right, so you're saying if Duke and Gonzaga end up playing, I think they could play in the Final Four, if I'm remembering right. They, you're saying you think Duke would only be about a two point favor with the market? Two and a half, three. Two and a half or three. And you're saying this thing should almost be pick them. Gonzaga already beat Duke earlier this year. And I'm not outside of Zion Williamson and RJ Barrett, I am not buying the rest of that Duke roster. Okay. So what we've seen is when Zion was out, Duke underperformed. Now, what some people did was say, well, I'm going to keep Duke in the same place. I'm just going to raise Zion's value, lower the other player's value. Net-net, though, Duke's the same team. Is that what you did, Brad, or no, did I, you downgrade Duke? No, I. what I did was, I mean, Zion, I think, in my opinion, I think the market's opinion at this point is probably worth five or six points. I kind of split the difference. I downgraded Duke two, two, two and a half points as far as the rest of their players and then gave Zion coming back, Duke, that extra, you know, six points. So an only upgrade, about three points. And I think the market upgraded Duke six points. They just said, hey, Zion's back. Duke's, you know, clearly the best team in the country. Now that that we could take that clip right there, Jonas, and say to any you know how we say who you know there's always the question of should immigration be merit based, should it be lottery based? If you somehow could have understood what Brad just said, <laughs> then you belong in this country because you're going to make a bunch of money. So Brad, we're going to rewind. That was a Fezic special. Do you feel like you could interpret it? I feel like I'm being discriminated against because of my age, because my mic would have been turned off. Well, it's unusual for Brad. So Brad, I usually would try to reiterate it, but I can't. I don't even think I can start. So let's start with simple concepts. Okay. The market looks like they just Zion came back. Zion's about worth six points. Markets, hey Zion's back. Let's upgrade Duke six points. I didn't do that. I only well, hold on a second. Hold on a second. So you're saying the public, the market, the yep. Vegas market thinks Zion's worth about six points. Or if he's playing in a game, so let's use the North Car. The last time North Carolina played Duke without Zion, what was the situation? What was the line? Uh, North Carolina was at home, laying four and a half against Duke. Okay. So that said they were about even teams. Yep. 
And you're saying if Zion were playing, Duke would have been a small favor because he's worth about six points. Yep. All right. That's what the consensus is around Vegas. Where do you disagree? Where I disagree, not necessarily what Zion. I didn't ask where you didn't disagree. Yeah. Where just simple answers. Where do you disagree? I disagree with the rest of Duke's roster. I'm not buying two or three of their other starters outside of Zion. All right. So RJ when Bear. Zion was gone, you got a chance to see those other starters for Duke and said, "I'm not as impressed as I thought I was." Yep. So that means you've downgraded Duke. I downgraded Duke in those six games without Zion. I'm not asking that. I'm saying from the time we had Duke with Zion pre-injury to now. Two-point downgrade. For Duke. Yep. And the theory being it could be that you've downgraded the rest of the team more than two points. Zion's better than you thought, made up for just a little bit. But net-net... Duke's Duke about isn't the team you thought they were. Exactly. But, Fez, if we look at the future odds, if we look at the title odds, Duke was what, about plus 180? Now they're about plus 250? Yeah, so the so market, the market, market also, Duke not quite as good. So, really, you it sounds like, Brad, you're in agreement that Duke is a historically good team. I mean, if we look back in the last decade— how many teams were in the plus 250 range entering the tournament? There's only one team, the Kentucky team, that entered the NCAA tournament in 2015 unbeaten. They were pretty much even money once the tournament started. That's the only team that's had shorter odds. Than so Duke. even a plus 250 right yep. now, if you said, let's say you're at a diner or let's say you're at a all-night club. I don't know if you guys remember Beverly Hills 90210. There was the episode where you had to have an egg and you would walk into like a certain place and it would look like, let's say, a normal grocery store, but you would show them an egg and they'd walk you in the back room and there was some rave going on, right? That's the kind of parties that Jonas goes to. <laughs> Minus the egg. Yeah. So imagine if you're at one of these kind of, you know, velvet rope swingers type. And when I say swingers, I mean the Vince Vaughn movie. That's all right. One of those kind of parties. And someone comes up and says, oh, yeah, Duke, I hear they're pretty good. I'm not much of a college basketball fan. You can say unequivocally that this Duke team, though downgraded a little bit recently, is considered, relative to the competition, the second best team of the decade. Yep. And you agree with that? I do not agree with that. So you actually think, so, so you think not only has the market downgraded Duke from plus 180 to plus 250, you think they should be downgraded even more? No, I don't think Duke should be historically favored over the rest of this field. I think we have two or three other teams. All right, so you're saying Duke is mighty good. Yep. But you're saying there's other teams this year that might be in the conversation as one of the five best teams of the last decade. Yeah, Gonzaga's well, one of them. Well, who are those teams? Gonzaga's one of them. Gonzaga right wow. now, margin of victory, has the largest margin of victory of any team in college basketball, all the teams since 1991, the UNLV team. I don't think that UNLV team would have lost by 13 points in the conference well, but tournament you can all, championship. I mean, you can always look at any straight. <laughs> or you could say, would this Gonzaga team lose to the Duke team as a nine-point favorite? Because that's what UNLV was in that semifinal game. Yeah. And Duke wasn't Duke back then either. So, every listen, unless you're undefeated, you're going to have a loss. But, boy, 
other than so what what games let's wrap to wrap up here RJ Bell straight out of Vegas the question is Duke is historically good but Brad Powers thinks there's other teams almost as good other than that Duke game itself tell me quickly about that Duke game itself the Gonzaga Duke game yeah it's played earlier this season in Maui Gonzaga wasn't completely healthy for that game and Gonzaga ended up beating Duke by a couple of points. Now, you're going to say, what was the line in that game? On a neutral court, Maui, Duke was right around a seven-point favorite. And Gonzaga won. They didn't shoot exceptionally well. I mean, you just looked at the game and said, that's and played the way it should have played. Yeah. I, RJ, so what's everyone else missing? I, I don't know if they're missing. I think they're... Well, you think they're missing because you think they're wrong. I think they're overrating Duke's other two players. Cam Reddish and the point guard, Trey Jones, are both considered to be top 20 players nationally. I just think that they're a little bit above average starters. Above average starters at what level? Just at Division One? No, no, no. Above average starter for a Power 5 type team. <laughs> they're going to be starting for the NBA. So then how are, are you just taking all the Brad Powers money? I mean, all the money from all the haying you did and all the things you did growing up on the farm. How are you exposing yourself to get against Duke? Because <laughs> it seems like you're in, like you've got a unique position. You're saying, and you said the same thing about Virginia, right? You're saying Virginia isn't much worse than Duke. How are you betting against Duke? Well, are you betting the no? Because there's yes, no's yeah, out there. Yeah, I, I did bet the no, especially when there, there was questions whether or not Zion would come back. It was like minus 285 that no, Duke would not win the national title. Yeah, we're point. not talking about some hypothetical time in the past. I'm saying right now, what are you doing to get at the fact that you've got a strong— Really, here's the thing, guys. In order to make money in Vegas, you've got to be contrary— and correct. Anyone can say Tom Brady sucks, right? But you're not going to be correct, at least historically. One day, Fez, you're going to be right, he gets old. But up to this point, no. You got to be contrary and correct. You right now are contrary. Yes. You don't think Duke is near as good. How are you getting at it? How are you betting the it? The problem is there are no no's available right now in, in Vegas. And I don't believe in the value of taking a team like, you know, it is available. You can bet no minus 270 right now. Duke not to win the title. We're, I, I said in Vegas, though. And William Hill has it. William. All right. I did not know that. So are you going to put? Are you going to come tomorrow I, with a jumbo I, ticket? I'm going to have a jumbo <laughs> ticket on that to the show tomorrow. All right, guys. So that's a tease ahead. <laughs> Jonas, you had a last thought on this. I, I think that's the hottest take in the history of the show. I, I'm going to give it really? right now. I think that's because uh, everybody has said historical team, Zion, Duke, they're the favorites, one of the best teams we've seen in a while. And Brad is and he's backing it up to a certain extent saying, no, I disagree. So I think it's a hottest. No, take. Well, hold on. He's backing it up to no extent with words so far. Tomorrow we're gonna find <laughs> out if he shows up with a three thousand dollar ticket on the no. We're gonna say that guy is backing it up. If he doesn't, it's probably gonna be a sick day. It'll be like <laughs> Brad will call up and go, um, <coughs> you know, I'm not sure I'm gonna be able to make it today. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. 
Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Give it. We got two 13s that we got advancing in our bracket. By the way, guys, we did our po- our our Thursday pod is already up, and this baby was almost two hours. All you do is go to your favorite podcast player, type in RJ Bell. You're going to see two things come up. One, straight out of Vegas. Subscribe. Get this show every day. That's the easy part. Also, the dream preview. It's free. Also. Two hours just on the Thursday games. And right after this show, we're doing another couple hours on the Friday games. Brad may or may not be here, but <laughs> now he'll be here. And I'm telling you, Brad killed. If you're wondering about this guy, he killed it yesterday. Killed it. Killed it. So if you take the tournament seriously, checking out the Dream Preview pod, I think makes a ton of sense. We also did a bracket for everyone, if you're interested, let's give a little bit away here, Brad. We got two 13s we got winning. Give us the first one. 
UC Irvine over Kansas State. And UC Irvine, don't look now, RJ, only a four-and-a-half-point underdog. So definitely an upset, but not usually a big upset like you'd see from a 13 over four. A lot of it has to do injury concerns. Didn't know the Indiana injury concerns. We don't know the Kansas State injury concern when their second-best player for Kansas State, Dean Wade, right now is questionable. This line right now of Kansas State only being a four-and-a-half-point favorite says he's probably Dean Wade more doubtful than questionable at this point. Because if he did play, if he were healthy, the line would be more towards... Absolutely. Probably be six-and-a-half or seven, Kansas State. All right, and, guys, this is a great tip. You can use Vegas in the first round as your partner picking your bracket... And oh, by the way, it's free. Go to like pregame.com, click the game center, see the line on the game. You see a game like Oregon, Wisconsin, current line around Pickham, I think. Right, yep. Fez? Whiskey minus one and a half. Now. Right, right around Pickham? Right around Pickham. And then in other cases, you got five seeds that are seven, eight point favorites. So it doesn't mean you've got to pick Oregon. But what it means is Vegas is telling you there's a significantly better chance that Oregon pulls the upset as the 12. You don't have to always agree with Vegas, but why not use Vegas as your partner? Listen, Vegas exploits you any chance it gets. Exploit Vegas. Use it as part of your bracket picking. R.J. Bell, we're giving us our two bracket busters right now. What's our second one, Brad? Well, we're fading the whole state of Kansas. The next one, Northeastern, the 13 seed over the four seed Kansas in the Midwest. And again, it comes kind of down to injury concerns. Kansas has been a team playing without a couple of their starters. Now, this has been the case for Kansas for the last 10 or 12 games. But Kansas, Big 12 title game, looked like a gassed and defeated team. That was a Kansas team already depth shy, playing three games in three days. Short turnaround for them playing and getting right back up for the NCAA tournament. Northeastern's a dangerous offensive team. And again, Vegas is kind of telling you the line's down to six and a half right now for a 13 over a four seed. So give us our two bracket busters. 13-seeded UC Irvine, 13-seeded Northeastern. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. There's a play-in game, but don't worry about the play-in game right now. We've got Ooh. yeah, we've got something even more important than that. Because RJ, you actually made your mark when it came to sports betting and advice on how to handle these things, and you gave out advice on how to handle your bracket in the NCAA tournament. So, what are some bracket picking rules that people can listen to and hear and take with them as they head? into creating their brackets this weekend. Yeah, I would say 10 years ago, the Tim Donahue uh, research we did, which was original, was one of the leaders. And then I'd say once we established our relationship uh, and and the boss at FSR, Scott, was actually at Mike and Mike at the time, uh, running Mike and Mike way back when uh, with the uh, Donahue stuff, but then it was the brackets. Because the thing I loved about the brackets was once you get to Thursday, even with the play-ins and the pigtail games, I call them the pigtail games, just to feminize it a little bit, right? Remember in wrestling, Brad, where if it was two wrestlers and they weren't necessarily good enough to be in the main draw, they had the little pigtail match? 
I don't remember that. That must be before my time. <laughs> uh, well, you weren't a wrestler, I don't think, either, right? <laughs> no. You were probably hanging out the basket, you know, like saying, I made seven straight free throws and stuff. Pretty much. Yeah. So were you a wrestler, Jonas? Uh, in high school? No. Yeah. No, I was not a wrestler. No. <sighs> you weren't either, Fez, were you? No. I was too busy. Not, not, a, lot of, not <laughs> a lot of tough kids <laughs> around the wise guy. Around chess the table. team, yeah. You're the chess team. Well, anyway, anyway. The fact of the matter is, I love that there's 64 teams since, what, 1985, if I remember correctly. So we've got decades and decades and decades of history. So I'll give you a great example. And I'm going to tweet out um, by tomorrow morning a link to all of these. So at RJ in Vegas, you will not want to miss this. And also, by the way, Brad is he's I've been hearing how much he's gonna bet against Duke to kinda come strong. Let me just say it like this. Frank the tank. It's like Brad is going, you know, when it just touches your lips. Yep. <laughs> I mean, he's gonna go big time tomorrow with his ticket. I'm impressed. If he does the number he's saying, Fez, I'm gonna be impressed, you. Absolutely. Because he was he came strong saying Gonzaga is almost as good as Duke. He said just a smidge difference. Back up your opinion with your wallet. And here it's either it's not jibber jabber, it's all about the cash. We'll see how much he tomorrow he's gonna have a ticket. We're gonna tweet it out. Also, though, we talked about the bracket picking tips. Here's an example: 12 seats. Everybody loves the advanced 12 seats. Wins against the fives a lot. And they they get to the sweet 16 a lot. But that's it. Stop you there. Of all Elite Eights teams since in the modern era, so three plus decades, only one has been worse than an 11 seed. Only once. So if you have a 12 seed in the Elite Eight, you're saying something that's happened once in like 35 years is going to happen again. Doesn't mean it's all going to happen. It means history says it's very unlikely. And we've literally got, and this is the phrase I always tell Colin, is Cinderella is invited to the dance, but she has a curfew. And finding out which round to stop advancing your bracket busters, history tells you. And that's something we'll be talking tomorrow but I'll be tweeting it out also at RJ in Vegas. Straight Out of Vegas is brought to you by Mako. You might not be able to get a new car with your tax refund, but you can make your car feel like it's brand new. All it needs is a great paint job. Come into Mako today and get your dream paint job during their tax season sales event. Okay, another way to approach it is, as we talked about, using the spread. So let's just these spreads were from a day or two ago, so there might be a little tweaks in them. But let me give you an example. Mississippi State, as a five seed, is favored by seven points. Okay. Oregon is right around Pickham. Now they're a small underdog. They are a 12 seed. So Wisconsin, looking at the five seed against Oregon, is the smallest of favorites. So if you bet Wisconsin, Vegas is saying, yeah, Wisconsin wins maybe 55% of the time. Sounds right, Fez? Yes, maybe a little bit less. But Mississippi State, the five seed lane seven, wins how much percent? Seventy percent. So think about it. Let's just, just zero in on that one five twelve two game kind of comparison. 
On one hand, Vegas is telling you Wisconsin, the five, wins about 55% of the time. On the other hand, the five seed Mississippi State wins 70% of the time. Now, how many people picking your bracket that you're competing against do you think is, are using Vegas like that? Right? And plus, there's that emotional reaction, let's be candid, to the fact that Vegas loves to take. Uh, take. Vegas takes and they take and they take. Here's a time that for free, you just go to pregame.com, go to the newspaper, get the odds. And if you're trying to decide which five, which four, which three, maybe which upset you want, let the odds at least be a voice in the conversation. The Odd Couple is next. We are straight out of Vegas. Back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern time, 3 o'clock Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at at first first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge Podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.